0: Welcome to the Sip It and Rip It podcast. I guess. Yeah, we went on a, <laughs> we're we of, tangent. We went on a
1: dark path. I don't know if I don't know if that needs to be an episode. That episode. <laughs> we, you know, might, we might uh, cut it. We might just start this one and <laughs> yeah, you guys we're probably might cut that out so that we don't get canceled.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> I don't think we really said anything to get canceled, but we just said some dark shit. But yeah. either way, we're yeah, here now, so. Uh, yep
1: you have any other small talk to fill in some space? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and
1: I mean, I don't. I mean, we could jump right into gym stuff this week. And that's yep. that, you know, I'm, while I'm not prepping for anything in particular, I am back on a powerlifting program. And mm. it's going relatively well. Good. Other than potentially a torn meniscus in my left knee. Mm. But it doesn't keep me from squatting. So that's. Good. I'm kind of like.
0: What What makes it? you think it's torn?
1: Um, chiropractor did all the tests for a meniscus okay. the other day. And he said that's probably the case. But gotcha. um it seems to be getting better week to week. So Is it
0: something that heals on its own, or is it something that you have to keep I think treated? traditionally
1: it does, but, th- you know, there is surgery for it, too. If yeah. It too bad, so. Um,
0: I guess I, I I've just... always
1: had, I've never had an acute knee injury in my left knee, mm-hmm. Um, but that left knee has always swollen, like if I wear boots for too long. Mm-hmm. Um It was slides that did it to me. It started. Yeah. You know, we were at the beach together, like mm-hmm. three, four, five days, whatever, and it kind of started. When i was down there and, and slides every day yeah so hmm. um it just is what it is um i wonder i wonder it's, if that it's swelling a, the only thing it's keeping me from doing hell i can do lunges fine um hack squats a little rough for some reason um but other than hack squat every other every other squat variation my barbell squats are fine still plenty of power uh leg extensions seem to be the only thing that just really fright. so are you
0: um, are you bending your knees? I just spit everywhere. Are you bending your knees or bending your feet straight or out?
1: Um, Out seems to relieve it. Out seems to relieve it? Okay. So. That's interesting. It just is what it is. But uh, uh, two leg is fine, but I also, I know I'm too reliant on my right leg anyway. So Mm. um, I think we mentioned before, I was already doing this with RP, but I'm doing it now too. I'm trying to put a bigger emphasis on unilateral movement. So my, my leg press is all single leg leg extensions leg curls are all single leg lunges um i just don't have enough strength in my hips yet to do a split squat mm-hmm. but you know mostly you know unilateral stuff so um so of course that that knee is getting a little bit more wear and tear directly mm-hmm. to it yeah because i'm doing single leg extensions and stuff but i mean it's hurt bad enough that you know i'm doing it with like Forty pounds a leg, you know what I mean? You know, and that's like usually, obviously With two
0: lot. two legs, you usually do the stack. Like, yeah,
1: absolutely. Like stack for like uh, two hundred and sixty pound stack with the you know with the top with a dial oh. turned, and uh, you know probably do that yeah for ten to fifteen reps. Yeah. So
0: I will say one thing as far as like my left hip and glute situation, which is is, is somewhat similar. Like the the imbalance there when I get on the um, the hip abductor machine the thing that i noticed that helps me the most to engage it is to instead of focusing on pushing both i just focus on pushing the left
1: yeah absolutely. my right
0: one just kind of follows suit but if i like intentionally focus on my left side i will notice it, it uses yeah. more
1: so what i actually have programs like uh three sets per leg of uh single leg and it's not really a drop set maybe you can call it an upset because you move the weight up but uh for my last set my fourth set is bilateral and basically as heavy as i can handle it for as many reps as i can handle it of course by that point you know it's you're already fried so it's you know 150 160 pounds not the whole stack but um uh so when i'm doing that obviously i'm focusing more on the left but it's also just kind of hard to focus on when there is obvious pain in it so Mm -hmm. uh just is what it is just one of those wear and tear things that Getting old fucking man. old, man. Yeah. The only thing that's a bummer is my knees were probably the last good joint in my body, <laughs> and they're so not, like, and they're now not. they're protesting. So deuces, man. Yeah, and then getting getting used to. Uh, I've only had one heavy deadlift session. Well, prior to starting this block, I only had one prior uh, one one heavy deadlift session since being trained by Ron. So my last heavy deadlift se- session, really like, regular deadlift sessions, were February. Yeah, that I was doing them every week. Um, and I only did it one time to get a CrossFit, uh, like an easy CrossFit total and pulled like 545 and RP too fucking easy, (laughs) called it quits and then haven't deadlifted since. So, um, you know, I'm doing sets of eight, pretty Mm -hmm. modest, uh, first week week was 325 and this week was like 335. So, um, completely reset and just kind of getting used to it. I'm double overhanded. This week I did, did them beltless, but for that reason, my my upper back, not my lower back, because I've started taking some uh, tips from your situation with the with the glutes and rolling mm. my hips forward more and stuff at the start. So my lower back's fine, but my mm. upper back's getting a little fried because I'm just not used to holding it, holding it yeah, right now. Because that yeah.
0: weights, I mean, you think about when you're doing a deadlift, you're retracting your shoulders and all your upper back is super tense. Exactly. So it's stabilizing the weight as you're you're pushing the floor away from you. For sure. Um, my week at the gym was pretty good, uh, except for the first day, which was Monday, which I came in and I really fucked up my lower back doing squats and I strained my left pec slightly, which was on the same day back to back, which was really fucked up. (laughs) Cause I was already like coming in and this was the first day back after being, uh, off work for two weeks. So it was kind of just like a big, cause I was, I was already, I was feeling good when I went in there. I was like, I'm, I'm going to crush this workout. This is going to be fucking easy. And I got slapped in the dick so hard. <laughs> like it really, it really brought me down and I talked to Joe about it and it was just a hydration issue. Um, but my lower back was fucked for a few days Yeah. when I finally, finally got back to normal, I hydrated heavily, drank some salt water, some Gatorade Zero, which Joe was like, shame on you. Don't drink Gatorade. Drink this other LMNT electrolyte supplement that's 10 times the cost. and (laughs) It's better. And I'm like, okay, I'll buy some. And it still hasn't even gotten here, but I'm just going to have it on hand. Anyway, um, that's not a plug for either of those.
1: I'm surprised (laughs) you don't have you making your own like with Himalayan salt. He said I could do that, too. But um, when, I, uh,
0: when I tried to do, he, he told me the amount to use, mixed it up with the water. I tried to drink it, and I wanted to vomit, so I just couldn't do it. That's fair. Like, just salt water. Just, and it may just be, like, mental bad experience with drinking too much salt water and throwing up. Yeah. But, and that was at the lake or something. But
1: just, I'll, I'll tell you that uh, a, um, you, uh, you have to count toward your carbs, obviously. But a uh, vertical diet trick is to put it in OJ, and then it tastes like a cocktail. It's fucking excellent.
0: That's fair. That might be, that yeah, might be that's, something that's to consider. Like excellent.
1: Excellent. And I do. Um, he might not like it, but I use uh, liquid IVs, drip drops. Um, I will like cut my water with a Powerade Zero from time to time. Yeah. I think his probably biggest issue with that kind of shit is the amount of volume you're going to actually have to drink for it to be effective is probably much, much higher than necessary. So,
0: so his, what he said was the electrolyte profile is subpar.
1: Not the right shit? Yeah. Essentially,
0: yeah. Just, oh, just that's fair. Just it ha it has stuff in it, but it's not the best. Like you can get better stuff out yeah. there like the LMNT and Yeah. He said fair. a couple others, but I don't remember that. Though I bought the LMNT. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm sure it tastes exactly the same as any other zero calorie.
1: Shit. I like a bio lot, all that shit. Just yeah. fine me. PD a lot from yeah, anybody that's been enough of a drunk has drunk some <laughs> PD a lot post uh But and, I mean all that stuff seems to help, but I do feel like One of the better things about 75 hard, other than the workload being ridiculous, was I was so hydrated that there was some, sometimes in the gym was just fucking easy because.
0: You just felt good. All your muscles were full.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that was just, that was just my fault. And that was really me just not paying attention to my diet and water while I was away from work. Because when I'm on my working schedule, I'm so strict about timing and everything because everything's down to a. A minute, an hour. Like right. it's just like I eat this time and this time and this time and this time. And then I go to sleep. I have water this time, this time, this time, and this time. It's just like it's right. basically a science at that point. Like just
1: interruptions to schedule and that's the reason as I've gotten older, um interruptions to my schedule are
0: more detrimental than they Man,
1: be. yeah, they and that's probably that's probably a weakness to be honest with you. But like yesterday I had my niece's pool party, was happy to spend time with family, that wasn't mm-hmm. an issue at all. But it also caused me, to, it caused me to have to work out at Alpha. And normally, Saturdays, like a guaranteed after work, I'm going to go work out at Hartzell. Mm-hmm. And that's just where I do my deadlifts, right? And right? It's like mentally, that's just what I do. Well, I figured out that after a long work day, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm looking forward to my workout. But having to do it in the middle of my work day when I have everything else going on too. It just made me not want to do it, and I just yeah. had a shit attitude about my workout yesterday. Which um, doesn't
0: help you get it done, it which doesn't mean, help your like the actual lift because you no. just, you're just not mentally focused. You're not zoned in on I it.
1: I really don't like an interruption of in my schedule, Yeah, and it's not the change of scenery. Mm-hmm. I like a change of scenery when I lift. I have two different gym memberships, and we'll drop in other gyms and stuff like that just yeah. for a change of scenery. That's not the issue. It's... It's that I work out when I when I want to work out. Yeah. And I do work out six days a week, so wanting to isn't a problem. Right. It's just that most of the time it's in a dead space. I don't have other things going on. Like, there's a dedicated time for it, and it's just easier on me mentally. Yeah. So um,
0: Only other cool thing I did was something I've done before, which was four plates on the shoulder press machine. Yeah, That was, that was kind of cool.
1: Most people that listen are probably clients of mine or friends of ours. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not chasing it because I have no no doubt you're stronger than me. I don't really care about that. Uh, I don't get it. Don't bother me like it bothers <laughs> Austin. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm ha- I couldn't be happier for anybody yeah. but being yeah, strong. Um, but uh, I, you know, I personally think that most people's bench press is nine times out of ten is a tricep weakness, or especially bigger dudes like us, like you now. Mm-hmm. Most time it's triceps or front delts. Mm-hmm. Um, Truthfully, I really genuinely believe it's very, very rare as a chest issue. Uh, and I want I want bigger front delts. So I'm like, fuck, let's do that. And I've never been able to tolerate. Volume-wise, I've never recovered well from multiple days of actual barbell overhead press. Mm-hmm. So that seems just like a solution. So I have been, mm-hmm. well, I'm not chasing you per se. I am like following you up a couple days behind you. And I tell you, <laughs> uh, I did the three plates. I think it went for six or seven which isn't shabby at all on a shoulder Mm -hmm. press machine. Um, But goddamn, that's heavy. And I'm confident I think I could do four plates now, but I'm not doing more than one.
0: Yeah. I know that I can probably hit it
1: for one, but I don't think I'm doing it for six or seven reps.
0: Like, Um, it's such a... For me, it's such a mind fuck doing them because I'm like, this is like close to my bench max. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking four plates, but it's it's less it's than 300, that. It's 360.
1: 361 pounds with the weight of the machine. Yeah. With the weight of the machine. The weight of the machine is only a pound, but yeah. a half pound a piece. But I, I don't even count it. But, I, do, uh, I just count the weight on them. You have
0: 180 pounds a hand, though. Right. That's just still like... <laughs> yeah. But um, to, it's just so weird to me, because the first day I did them, I was like, for an RPA, I don't know, we'll throw like two and a half plates on there. We'll see what happens. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. I was like, well, let's throw... And I... I threw three plates on there. I was like,
1: what the fuck? The bodybuilding any any bodybuilders listening is gonna hate me for this and I don't really give a fuck. I, I was uh more successful with it setting my feet up like I was bench pressing. Yeah. Because I was just doing a lazy thing and just fucking when I did the like two when I did bed. a two and a two and a half a hand, I just fucking sat down and did it. And yep. this time I was a little bit more diligent about like setting up. Yeah. And like honestly I don't really have an arch. My back's flat against the, against mm-hmm. the thing. My feet are Behind my knees, essentially. Yeah, yep.
0: yeah. I feel like setting up is very important on that machine, especially just to get that initial push off the ground.
1: You can't really say it's cheating because if you were setting up for a standing overhead press, you have It'd a be ritual. Very similar, a, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't can't do it like you're bench pressing, but right. You know, we're still lock glutes, lock quads. Yeah. You know, rigid core. Like, mm-hmm. there's still a setup. Like, see, yeah. if that's not cheating, then why's foot placement on a machine? Yeah, I don't. You know. <clears throat> I don't know
0: of anyone that would say that. But there's also people that say arching on a bench is cheating, and it's like, well, to a degree, I agree, and to a degree, I disagree.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the X the, amount of arch is required to have a back tight enough to move mm-hmm, from heavy exactly. Weight, so,
0: and it's it's just like it's better for your it's better, better not only for power and strength but for hypertrophy because yeah. you get a better uh, a better stretch on your
1: muscles that way absolutely but people don't want to listen to that they want to yeah. like oh, if your shoulder right. blades are rolled forward that's not stretching your chest as much yep. as it could be you got to have the shoulder blades pinned and that mm-hmm. inherently even just standing here doing yeah. it yeah like you just drive you your just, chest up and puts an arch in your back yeah. you know what i mean so fuck them yeah essentially that's what we're <clears> on <throat> to but anyway that was the only really cool thing i did so pr songs uh yeah we can do some- i'm gonna have to look one up i've listened to a lot of shit lately um and I'm about to have a lot ish in uh uh entry. I've got two. Go ahead. You good with two? Yeah, go ahead with go ahead with your first please. So
0: and I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw this one out without any context just because uh everybody who is into metal should should know um who Corpse Grinder is. He has Hell a solo yeah. album. Uh Death is the only key. So I'm just fucking good like i have the whole album on my spotify and it randomly popped up while i was lifting i was like this is cannibal corpse and i looked down there's corpse grinder still i was like okay this is fucking good i guess that that album's just fucking good so
1: both of mine are relatively light the first one uh isn't metal at all is uh the ghost of right now by the wonder years Mm. um i just like that song it rips Definitely not something I'm going to listen to when I have a heavy barbell in my hands or on my back, um, but definitely the accessory, work, yeah, accessory work is fucking good. Um, I'm a big pop punk guy, big fan of the Wonder Years. Um, not a lot to say other than that song's just fucking good. So, not heavy, but not that's heavy, what it but does. good.
0: I'll go with my last one. Have you heard of the band called Vended? Vended. Vended. V e n d e d.
1: Um, I don't think I have.
0: So I hadn't either. And my brother shared this story, and it was Corey Taylor, uh, like getting like it, he was backstage and he was like or well like side stage right, and he was like headbanging. And it was the caption was like, "When a father is like invested in his son's work or something." I can't. It was something like that. But anyway, I was like, "Oh, so that's that's Corey Taylor's kid." And I, I didn't hear anything other than like just a very brief like ten fifteen seconds. I was like, "I'm gonna give it a shot because." Poor Taylor's kid, probably. It sounds exactly like Slipknot. Like it's literally <laughs> like if if Slipknot from the nineties was around today. And yes, it's sir. really fucking good. That's cool. Um, but uh overall by Vendit. That's that was that is the one I would start with.
1: Is that the one that um, not the drummer but the percussionist kid plays drums for too? I'm not
0: sure. The only the only person I know is is uh uh, Corey I, don't, I don't know
1: the the off characters in Slipknot like I know, you know, the people that play real instruments. But right. I, <laughs> yeah. One of uh, the percussionists, not the drummer, but the percussionist. Uh, long goes, nose. Talking about him? Clown, I think. Yeah, long, really yeah, long man, nose. Maybe so. Um, but his kid plays drums for an up-and-coming band that's really good. It might be it the same that. band. It um, could
0: be, because that would make sense. But
1: uh, it could very well be the same band. But they're they're real fucking good. Um, pretty much, if it's not Mick, Jim, Corey, Paul, or Joey, I really don't fucking know the rest of their names. Yeah, that's sorry. Fair. Don't know At- the, don't know the percussionist and the DJ's name. Don't
0: nobody pays attention. <laughs>
1: no, nobody cares. <laughs> um, it is what it is. But uh, my other entry is Trilogy by Silent Planet. Okay. Which is a fucking good song. They're a little bit just plain old metalcore with maybe a little bit of. Maybe a little bit of techno in them, but uh, yeah. mostly dirty singing. But uh, the clean singing chorus is what makes it. And it only happens twice too, and it's one of those moments in a song that you wish that there was. It came back for a third. Oh really? Or a fourth time, and it never happens again. But it is fuck fucking unbelievable. Is it like it's really like fucking good? Catchy, one. or is it like? It's a little catchy, and it's just. Um, <clears throat> It doesn't sound like the Deftones, but it has that Deftones, like, eeriness about it. The okay. chorus does. Um, this kid's a better singer than Chino is. I mean, I'm a big Deftones fan, mm-hmm. so I don't feel like I'm throwing any shade, but he's a right. better singer than Chino. But uh, it has just an eeriness about it and the chorus is just fucking cool. And uh, um, you need to listen to it. Yeah, This song's kind of about going crazy. It definitely deals with mental health <laughs> and shit yeah. like that. But uh, but it's, it's fucking awesome. You need to listen to that. Yep, it's a good check one. Check it out. Check it out.
0: Yeah. Um, by the way, because we probably are cutting out the intro to the intro to the intro. Uh. Uh,
1: old fashions again. Uh, we do, we want some uh, dad whiskey. Um, Woodford, Woodford cherries, aromatic bitters instead of orange bitters this time. Simple syrup. Y'all know how to make an old fashioned by now. I'm going to try to put forth a little bit more effort into making some braver cocktails, I would say. Even some braver old fashions. Meaning mean, you've discussed mm-hmm. actually making our own simple syrup and... Mm-hmm. And cooking it here and stuff. But um man, I think we just like it. We're getting fucking old. And listen, like there's <laughs> when like you're, when you're old, like, we, like, we have habits yeah. like now. Well, like, I think we talked about this before, but you know, when I go to a restaurant, I don't even necessarily go to restaurants I like anymore. I go to restaurants where there's people that I like, like mm-hmm. whether it's the people making my food or the wait staff, like I just find in like some repetitive things right. sometimes. Familiarity. You know I mean? yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, you know, in a world where everybody kind of fucking hates their job, it feels fucking good to go to a place More to people. have somebody as fucking that's fucking decent at what they right. do and appreciate you for being there. So
0: excited to be there. So you at, know, at least superficially.
1: Same thing, but my fucking liquor. I mean whiskey treats me right. Yep. So I'm, i revisit whiskey often. So that's what it and is. It's ninety well, not ninety, but that's at least
0: half of what's in my cabinet, so
1: Yeah. Which I is mean, which is
0: it's probably, it probably really is ninety percent of what I drink. Yeah, like that's just. I'm a big rum and tequila guy, and I like wine. But yeah, we we have some some wine in the fridge, and we we have a little bit of tequila, maybe. But we have a couple of bottles of rum, and then the rest of it's just whiskey. So drink whiskey. drink whiskey. Drink whiskey. Drink whiskey. Do deadlifts. Right. We still need to do a whiskey deadlift again.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm not really. You know, I'm still actively trying to lose weight and get ready for Tampa next year, but uh, we're not really in a... Sp- uh, you're in a spot right now that you can't really do anything like that, but... No, come but to soon. Come, you know, middle of November, December, we can fuck off a little bit more.
0: It'd be kind of hard, though, with with probably trying to go to QC Wellness and all that. It might be a little hard, especially if I try and do it all. Because if I want to try and go to that show... Big, yeah, you don't big breaking to- news here. I may do a bodybuilding show, but there is no guarantees, but... If, if I were to do that, it'd be really hard for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to go pull a PR on deadlift. Maybe I'll just take a shot at my meet. I don't know. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I wish so hard I could be at those meets in November. Yeah. I think I have like four or five people. Com- no, you're technically Joe's now, but uh, you still haven't gone to a meet without me. Um, yeah. So it's going to feel gonna fucking be- weird being at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be very happy reason to be at home, but it's going to be fucking weird being yeah. at home that day with – you competing on one stage and then Joey and uh Lance isn't one of mine, but he's become a friend of mine. Joey and Lance on another, and then Dave and a couple weeks later at mm-hmm. IPL Worlds. Yeah. You got somebody competing at Worlds, son. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's pretty crazy. exciting. But uh I'm hoping my uh my comeback from my brief little retirement is December fifteenth at Maverick. I should be there coaching. So Okay. I hope so.
0: That'd Drug tested good.
1: event. So my ladies are doing that one. So
0: gotcha. Kristen, Casey,
1: Kristen Casey, um, Heather, Heather Heather at a new weight has dropped like three or four weight classes and hasn't, and hasn't missed any strength at all. She's lost 60 pounds. That's impressive. Still fucking squatting the house, still deadlifting the house. Still probably deadlifts going to go up. Leverages should be better. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking so, um, she does pull more conventional, but it causes her so much pain that I'm trying not to push the issue. But she could probably be a 400-pound deadlifter conventional if she could do it Pain and through. get out of her head about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. That, that'd take some some mental work, but. I think it'd take some PT work. That's what she needs is some time with a the physical yeah. therapist that knows what's going on. So That's fair, too.
0: Well, I guess we can go ahead and get with the topic, which is uh, how to set goals. Uh, and it's pretty much it. Just, like, going through the realms of, like, PRs and, like, how to get yourself ready for a meet, stuff like that. So um, do you have any initial thoughts first on before we go down my list of subtopics?
1: Yeah, I'll say this. My my, my philosophy on this has shifted quite a bit. Um, it's not necessarily that your first goal should be a physique goal, mm-hmm. but I will say one of the first goals you should have is achieving some type of look or balance or feeling of athleticness before you start pursuing powerlifting directly. Yeah. I think my experience, I come from a CrossFit background that that definitely lent itself to some athleticism. If you've ever seen uh, me pull a deadlift, if I'm going to pull it, it goes fast. Yeah. like I mean, it is a very explosive deadlift. When squats are going well, I mean, I can pull up my one-rep max squat all time, and you would think that it was, I mean— on camera, it looks like an RPE-5. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's things that CrossFit did do well for me. Um, I definitely have some explosiveness and some lifts. Um, but that being said, one thing that I lack that I very, very much believe in now, and I'm trying to even rectify now, is balance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and one thing that bodybuilding or general physique goals bring to the table is balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think goal number one should be First of all, learning to be consistent. But second of all, achieving some type of physique or athletic balance. Yeah, that makes
0: sense. Like when I when I started going to the <clears throat> gym, I didn't really know anything. So I was just uh, following some bodybuilding program and stuff and trying to figure it out along the way. Me being shy, I didn't want to talk to anybody. So I was like not going to get help from anybody. Right. So it was all on me. And it's hard to say whether I... would I know I didn't do a lot of right stuff, but I had to have done at least some. I, I, I at least had the desire to be there, and that's that's step number one to attaining a goal is wanting it. Like yeah. first of all, like obviously you're not going to set a goal to do something you don't want. So wanting it should result in some amount of consistency. Yeah. There. So if you if you are not consistent in whatever it is you're trying to you do, don't want it that you don't bad. you don't want it that bad. Like that's 100 like, percent true. Think about this podcast, like. We want to be here. We want to do a podcast. That's why we're here every Sunday. And we do well most with very few exceptions. But I mean,
1: our life's changing dramatically. But I mean, we'll still probably do podcasts long after both babies are here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is what anything you want generally comes with some consistency, right? mm -hmm. Um, It was true of me in music. Like there was a time I didn't go a day without practicing. Do I practice every day now? No. But you know. It is what it is right i'm right. also i'm not actively pursuing that profession mm-hmm. any longer um as a coach I want to be better because if i'm the better i am the better not necessarily the better my clientele is but the more there definitely comes some there there definitely is weighted right mm-hmm. like your experience and your ability to perform these things absolutely counts toward your ability as a coach yeah or at least the way you're perceived as your ability mm-hmm. as a coach I don't believe a good Powerlifting coach has to be the greatest in the world, you know what I mean? Um, But you should be able to do these things. Or at
0: least have shown that you could in the past, like if you're older. Yeah, absolutely. You You should be
1: able to do these things with some proficiency, right? But anything that you want, relationships, like you want your girl, lady to stick around, you're probably going to actively work on your relationship. There's going to have to be some consistency in what you do Mm -hmm. and how you act and stuff like that, right? I mean, so consistency is a good first goal. Yeah. And I think that you know, I think that pretty much will achieve what what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, essentially, Absolutely. yeah. Because and and if you're starting from a crossfit background, there's nothing wrong with that. Just know inherently that there's going to be some there's going to be some issues arise. It can be addressed later, but yeah. uh, balance is one of those things. But I think the first goal you should set for yourself, if it's three days, four days, five days, six days, whatever it may be, come hell or high water, you're going to do whatever split you have written. Yeah. Consistency. Yeah.
0: So my first subtopic uh that I wrote down was to be realistic. Hell yeah. So essentially like maybe you're coming in day one powerlifting. Maybe this is literally you don't know anything. You're just coming in day one. You're not gonna come in and, and set the world on fire. No, no. You're you're not gonna go out there and squat eight hundred pounds and <laughs> right. bent, you know, you're just not. Doesn't mean you can't in the future. And maybe that, maybe your goal when you step in, like, I'm going to be an all time world record holder in the squat. Great. Be realistic. And, you know, if if you're going to do that, you're going to have to put in all of the work
1: starting today. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think Mm -hmm. that um, being realistic, not just about, so some people are obviously naturally stronger than others, there's Mm -hmm. genetic components to this. Were they athletes in the past? Mm -hmm. Things like that. They're going to allow them to be a little bit better on the front end than Mm -hmm. other people are. Um, There's no replacement for hard work, regardless of of how good you are. But I would say, you know, easy, like, first-time goals for a power lifter would probably be, and this is going to sound really, really low, but I think the first, like, probably within the first three to six months, your first goal should be, Body weight on deadlift and squat, mm-hmm. and three quarters of your body weight on bench press. Seems really, really menial, right? Yeah. But, but still, like you know, like there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that goal. That's fine. That here, here, gets you, it gets you somewhere, it gets you started. If you're a three hundred pound guy and you have a three hundred pound squat and deadlift, like, are you super strong? No, but like you're probably moving well, and you're probably. You're, you're, it's, you're still probably better than most of the population at that point. Right? Like,
0: truthfully, <laughs> depending on how your body composition is, that weight may go down or go up. Like It's more than likely to go down if you're just starting. Yeah, right? absolutely. So you think about the fur the gap gets further and further, the whether you're going in one direction or the other. Right. So you're just going to get better if you lose weight and you stay at a 300-pound squat. Guess what? Your squat's better.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of people
0: don't look at it that way. They're like, don't. I didn't gain strength. Like, I'm still squatting 300 pounds. Yeah, we're talking about but, the
1: in- infancy of this, too. Right? Yeah. I'm not even sure in that first three to six months you should mess around with a one rep max. If I'm no, being I, I would not.
0: <clears throat> I would, and I think you would agree, just based on what you just said and how long I've known you, I wouldn't worry about any sort of, like, competitions, one-rep maxes, anything like that. I'd be, like, doing sets of 12, sets of 10, and hammering work, hammering form, getting things right first.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. Like, technical ability. So so maybe to allow that and to facilitate this, I would say a good first-time gym-goer, um, not even if you're a first-time gym-goer, maybe first to powerlifting, can you run a program to completion? Yeah. As it's written.
0: Completely just like followed it step by step. Step by step. Didn't way.
1: overreach. Didn't didn't put 185 on the bar when it called for 155. Didn't, you know, didn't write it off and do 100 when it said 155 mm-hmm. either. But like, yeah. did I follow a program to completion? Yeah. Probably a pretty good. Listen, for most people are I, I, probably going to start out with a pretty conservative one. Or at max, you should probably be probably should be an estimated and like i said yeah. not found um something like squats and milk or power the wind would be good mm-hmm. that way there's no pressure to start at any given amount of weight or right. percentage and you're just adding weight periodically mm-hmm. to the bar that'd probably be the better way to go but yeah can you can you run a can you run a linear program to completion like i'd probably suggest like, like i said power the wind or, or squats and milk or yeah. something like that like That way, regardless of your skill level, if you're strong enough in the beginning to squat 135 appropriately for 20 reps, that's fine. Or if you have to start with an empty barbell, Mm -hmm. that's fine. Can you run it to completion, and can you make it look pretty? Yeah. Now, that being said, in the beginning, probably not going to look pretty. Yeah. But that should be a goal, that first, you know, should be a goal for everybody for the entire lifting (laughs) career. But uh, it should be a major goal, especially in that first six weeks. Say if you do squats and milk, like... Yeah, you're supposed to go, you know, if you start with an empty barbell at 45 day one, yeah, day two, you're doing 50 pounds, but can you make the 50 look like the 45? Yeah. Do you know the rules of powerlifting? Do you know yeah. what consistent depth looks like? Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to get into this, definitely an, an education on the front end of exactly what this is supposed to look like. That way you're not training a half squat for half mm-hmm. half your first year before some so. Old head like me comes and was like, that's bullshit. You're yeah, going to get definitely. roasted for it. Like, you know, that's a lot of good, I mean, you know, that's a lot of good information. That, that being said, yeah. though, very, very few of us start out this way in mm-hmm. any type of ideal a- way whatsoever. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Um, we all, we all kind of get an idea of we don't really need help. Some people. Especially men. Yeah, especially men. Like, I. Me, I was like, oh, I can just look all this stuff up. I don't need someone to, to tell me. I can just look it up on the Internet. Yeah, you
1: can listen, man. You can watch a lot of Internet videos, but it takes one person to say in a queue in a way that connects with you mm-hmm. um, to make something really click. Yeah, I mean, even now for you, like, we had a suspicion before you started with Joe that glutes should be, it may be an issue. Mm-hmm. But it took Joe being with you to tell tell you specifically how to address it and mm-hmm. the way Joe said it for something like that to click. Yeah. That's gonna be especially true of a beginner.
0: Yeah. Especially since you you I mean, just think for example, pushing your knees out. Yeah. They're they're gonna be like, what do you mean push my knees out? Where where are they going? Are they going forward out? <laughs> or are they going out, like left and right out? Like what do you mean? Yeah. Like there's gonna be a lot of stuff that they don't know and just like
1: Yeah, honestly as a beginner the one thing I would I would find and focus on consistently is uh the only two things I'd worry about as a beginner is: is my back neutral in the squat and deadlift, mm. and am I going? If you're looking to be a powerlifter, am I going to competition depth? Right. Do I have the mobility right now to go? to You can start powerlifting and not have the mobility to do those things.
0: Yeah. You can, um, you can work on that and get you can there work on that before yeah, but before you. Those are the
1: first two. I don't like overwhelming people with cues. I don't think they need to know everything there is to know about a squat. The first six months they're under mark. right? They, overwhelm them.
0: Yeah. It's very easy to do with new people yeah too. absolutely um, but just to tie it tie it all back you know just being realistic right so yeah. you're you're not gonna set the world on fire when you when you go out there be realistic so, about so when you set your goal of you know you may maybe you have a goal like i said in the beginning 100 pound squat all-time world record whatever it may be you're gonna have
1: to squat 100 before you can squat 200 before you can squat 300 before you can squat four exactly
0: Yep. Yeah. so just be realistic know that there is a plan a timeline you have to figure all these things out and be realistic and uh there's i was gonna segue this really good and that that was what it is uh i had to look back at my notes but um be realistic and Set small goals first. Yeah, absolutely. So, like you just said, you have an 800 pound squat goal. Well, where are you at now? How long is it going to take you to get to that? Where Where's each small goal going to line up in in the grand scheme of things? Sure. So let's take, for example, the squat again. I don't know why I keep coming back to squat because I suck at them. But <laughs> <laughs> let's say let's say you're an intermediate powerlifter. Let's say your squat is four to five hundred pounds. Right. That's pretty, pretty solid. Right. You're already still I barely pretty... make the cut. <laughs> well, I, I mean, 505.
1: It's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, barely make the cut. <laughs> me too. Me too. I only have like 545. <laughs> like that's my best in competition. Um, but anyway, you know, let's say you have, you know, four or five hundred squat. Your goal is to squat 800 pounds. Well, you're going to have to set the goal of, well, I got to hit 550 and I got to hit six and I got to hit 650 got to hit 7 then i got to hit 710 and 715 yeah absolutely you know, it slows down the better you get the better you get it slows down a lot which goes back to being realistic but like you have to understand your newbie games go away too yeah. like you you and you have to you really have to understand that you have to follow things very specifically to get there so going back to before i started with joe i laid out this long 12 week plan of reverse engineering a 700-pound deadlift. And so I had a plan, and it was like I have to hit this, and then I have to hit this, and I have to hit this, and I have to hit this. And And there was some rollback. But, you know, essentially, I was gaining 10 pounds on my deadlift for eight reps every month. So essentially, I was going up 10 pounds every month by the time I I would hit my top set of eight again at the end of the month. So I was very realistic in the fact that I knew I wasn't going to hit it right at the beginning. I wasn't going to be able to start at my eight rep max. Yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. Like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to go out, deadlift an eight rep max, and then be able to next week come in and deadlift, and deadlift more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then that's deadlift true. more. It's just not going to happen. Right. So setting small goals and being being realistic all kind of go in the same vein. But um, <clears throat> that's really.
1: If you want really just hard numbers and like gym, no, gym bro numbers that you can relate to, my first goal that I would concentrate on, um, is probably two, two plates, three plates, and four plates. Yeah. And you bench 225, squat 315, and deadlift 405. Now, that's going to have some wiggle room in it. Some of us are better at deadlifts and squats. Me and you, yeah, much better at deadlifts. Um, some of us are, you may even, maybe you have an athletic background that makes you a little bit more. Upper body centric, and mm-hmm. you squat a little less and bench a little more, or something yeah. like that. But two, three, and four, that's right. fine. Like, that's a that would be a really solid six month goal, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, no shame in that at all. There's people that chase, man, you know, it's definitely smaller gym bros that chase 225 half their half yeah. their lifting life. Like, um, but two, three, and two, three, and four. And can you do it to, you know, if you know you're getting into this and you know you like powerlifting, then can you do two, three, and four to competition standards? Yeah. You need a pause rep at two twenty-five. You need a three fifteen to depth, mm-hmm. and you need a four hundred five without dropping it on the way down. Yeah,
0: or and letting when, it slip out of your hand. Yeah, or, or, or celebrating too early it. and
1: yeah, no ramp or anything like that. But yeah. a clean, a clean four hundred five, not the CrossFit drop at the top. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's that kind of <laughs> stuff. That kind of stuff matters. But I mean, it's hard. It's hard to really quantify what. So many weight classes and everything. It's hard to uh, it's hard to really quantify it, but that'd be a really, regardless of a man's size, that'd probably be a really good first goal for for a brand new person. For a brand just new coming person, in. yeah. So, <clears throat> man, I had a thought. And, you know, Alan. You know who Alan Thrall is? Has train untamed uh, or un, untamed strength? Um, Sounds
0: familiar, but I don't. Jim know. Jim in
1: California his veteran, big metalhead like us. Um, but he he was a powerlifter early on, and then transitioned to strongman. He's like a lightweight strongman now, but has a really really good gym, and he's a really really good coach. He was just saying he said simply just said like focus on just getting to the ne- next plate. Yeah, this is the next plate. What do I need to do to get to the next plate? And that adds up eventually. And that's a really really just simplified almost idiotic way to put that. Mm-hmm. But like it's kind of true, like because like everything that we think of, all those landmark numbers in our head, like. You just pressed, you know, you got more than this now, but you pressing 405 is a big deal to you. Yeah. Like, you know, it almost always comes back to that plate. Uh, it seems to go go back to an even hundred for me for some reason. Like, I think because I've been stuck on 15, I want four, five, and six. Yeah. Right? Like, but like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, if you have to minimize it like that in your head, there's no, nothing wrong with it at all. There's, I mean, there's nothing. And you know, that three, four, and five mark. By the time you have a twelve hundred pound total, regardless of your weight, you're at twelve hundred pounds. You're better. I mean, you're you're stronger than ninety nine out of a hundred gym bros. Yeah, which is, you know, it's a powerlifting mm-hmm. podcaster, everybody here is thinking twelve hundred pounds is it's dog that shit. That ain't shit. You know what I mean? Those are like <laughs> those, are, know, those are like probably those are rookie numbers. <laughs> realistically, those are ten rep maxes for me and you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like hell, those are ten rep maxes for me, and I'm much weaker than you are. You know what I mean? So like. You know, it does seem minimized, but like at three, four, and five, you're you're stronger than most people most of your peers in the gym. Yeah. Unless you're in a powerlifting dedicated gym. Right. If you're a commercial gym, you're probably stronger than most people that walk in there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, little goals like that's fine. Um,
0: and another way to look at it too is just like even even more if you want to like get really nuanced and put it really under a microscope one thing that we we did a lot uh when you were programming me was so we do week one would be let's just say 225 for 10 next week 235 for 10 next week 245 for whatever you get yeah i
1: like, do a lot of am wraps on the third week
0: right but but the the goal here is just looking at it's like well i did more than i did last week technically that's a step in the right direction yeah so you're still adding weight to the bar and it even though it's like well it's an, not my one rep max, you know, like I didn't put ten pounds on my one rep max, maybe maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but you still that that goal of getting ten more pounds on a ten rep set than your yeah. last one that's that's an even like just a super small goal, yeah, just like making it to the next day, getting those extra
1: ten pounds well, one thing that me and you know now is getting to that <laughs> next plate is always infinitely harder than the last plate you got mm-hmm. to, like the trip from. On bench press, the trip from 225 to 315, fucking way longer than the trip from 135 to 225. Mm-hmm. Especially as a bigger dude. Right? Yeah. 225 came pretty fucking fast. Mm-hmm. I was still actively doing CrossFit when I was when I started repping 225. Right. You know what I mean? So I was pretty thin. I was probably 215, 220 when I was actively repping 225 for not a lot, but five or six reps. Right. right? But... That trip from one thirty five to two twenty five ain't shit. Mm-hmm. That trip from two twenty five to three fifteen, it's different. It's different. The trip from three fifteen to four hundred five that I'm in the middle of currently, Much you know, different. you know, I've I've doubled three eighty five has been my best. So it stands to reason I may could have gotten to four hundred five for a single, but it is vastly different going from three fifteen to four. And you're,
0: the the interesting thing about mm-hmm. it is that to get from one thirty five to two twenty five the goals are different. The goals are Ugh. really like. Like hypertrophy based, it's like just getting more muscle on your body, getting form right, you know, whatever. From 225 to 315, it becomes a little more specific. It becomes, mm-hmm. what's a weakness? Like, yeah, where, like what, where do I need to put more attention at? Is it my form? Is it my triceps being weak? Is it my chest being weak? Is it my, my more, back
1: is... More nuanced technical yeah. things, like foot placement. Mm-hmm. Um, some things are better for other people than they are there. Mm-hmm. It becomes a lot more... It almost seems like the better you get, the more problems you have. Yeah. because Part of it's because you just become more aware of the things it's going to take to get to the next – that next plate, basically. So, I mean, it's it's funny, man, but like, you know, short-term – we're talking about goal setting. And short-term, if you have a 225-pound bench press now and you want 315 – you got to know that you're going to have to hit 250 before you can hit 315. Yeah. you're going to have to hit 275 before you hit 315. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I kind of still separate it. This is basic gym bro math. That's just the way my brain works. Overhead press would be a goal for me right now. My one rep max on overhead press is a measly 225 pounds. Mm -hmm. If I were going to go to the gym and train specifically for an overhead press one rep max, my next goal is probably going to be 245. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to press three fifteen. Mm-hmm. But like, but it. But yeah. I know as a as a trainer and as somebody involved in this, three fifteen is not going to go before two forty five goes. Two forty five is going to have to go for reps before three fifteen goes. Two seventy five is going to have to go for a triple or better before three fifteen goes. Yeah. Like, it's okay to have a stairway to those ultimate goals. Ultimate mm-hmm. goals are fine. Like. They sh- you should absolutely have them, but you're gonna have to set goals in between mm-hmm. that are realistic. And the, again, like you said, the better, the, like we've both said, the better you get, the harder to, the harder it is to do. Um, me right now being on the cusp of a 400, 405 hundred five pound press, um, my next goal is anything above three eighty five. Yeah, if it's
0: 387
1: and a half <laughs> If it's three ninety or three ninety five. That's one step closer, and that's the way you have to frame it. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> those first six months are going to be wild because you probably will go from you know pressing one fifty five to two forty five in the first you know three six months you're in there. Yeah, that shit slows down. You're not going to PR. The biggest jump that you made with me was as a beginner. You had a two hundred and seventy five pound squat for two, two hundred and ninety five pound uh, bench bench. I don't remember what you had for deadlift. Three eighty five for two. Three eighty five for two. And, you know, and you turned around and went uh, 380, 385, eighty five, uh, 335, No, I
0: missed that. It was 320.
1: 320 and uh, a 545-pound deadlift, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean. And right, you think about it, that's a six-month time that's, span. That's newbie gains, right? Yeah. How long's it been for you to go to the next 100 on all those things?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You think what? about it, it was 2020 when I hit 545. It was 2021 when I hit 655. Six, yeah, 655. Was it 2021 or was it 2022? It may have been 2022. And whenever, uh, oh, I've competed. No, it was 2021. Yeah, I hit because it was in it was in Knoxville. Yeah, yeah. and then I hit 655 again at last 222.
1: November.
0: Now I didn't I didn't max out, but if I had, the most
1: I think I would have gotten that day was 675. So you're talking about twenty pounds. So you've you watched went, him go from adding two hundred pounds to adding one hundred pounds to maybe adding twenty, maybe adding 20. in a year. That's how, but that's how fast those newbie gains go mm-hmm. away. They just they just dried up. Yeah, and you're and we know rep to rep sets that you do that you're a lot stronger than you were when you hit that six fifty five. Mm-hmm. But here we are. We're still you know. Another year out, we're still uh, two years out. We're still tra- chasing 700. Yeah. Not now. I know that you'll get it, but like the gap between that 385 for two to 545, even though it's wider in terms of an actual number, that mm-hmm. happened much much faster than you're now 655 to mm-hmm. 700. Yeah. And that takes. And, and let me tell you something. When that when those newbie games started going away, I mean. That's something that separates men from boys because when that goes away, it takes a lot of grit and dedication to go further. Further, Yeah, I mean, hell, I mean, I had a 370-pound bench press forever, for Mm -hmm. years before I hit that 385 for two. Mm -hmm. Years. But, I mean, the time it took me to get to 315 – didn't t- didn't take near as long <laughs> yeah. as the time it's taken me to get at 405. Bro. Just
0: talking about bench press, I failed 405 several times before I got it. Yeah. Like and I I hit it once in in practice with elbow sleeves and then missed it on meet day. And I missed it another time I can't remember when I tried it again, but I I think it was at uh, oh it was when both of my pecs strained at the same time at the mock meet, I was going for four oh five. Missed it. Missed it, hurt myself doing it. When I went to do it the next time I got four twenty. Like yeah. So be you know, just be realistic, be mindful of it. remember that even if you do fail, that doesn't mean you've lost.
1: Yeah. You just uh, this sport will absolutely kick you in the nuts. I'll tell you this. Yeah. One thing I've learned, I've learned the hard way, and it's really easy to do this on a lower body lift like squat or deadlift. Um, in most instances, your body doesn't know too much of a difference between 10 or 20 pounds mm-hmm. and on, on a squat or a deadlift. It doesn't. You know what I mean? There's been plenty of times where on a day I pulled 545, I probably could have done 585. Mm-hmm. And very little difference in my hands, the way it feels, stuff like that. When you start getting really strong, it matters very, very little. But I'll tell you this: on the big end, when you start talking about your one rep max, if you can only manage a five pound PR, you better take that fucking five pound mm-hmm. PR. There's definitely some wisdom in learning when to walk away. Like yeah. if this, is, if it's the best you've ever done, fucking be happy. Go home, eat yourself a fucking cheeseburger, celebrate, mm-hmm. get back in the gym, do it again next day because <clears throat> they're fewer and farther between all the time. Yeah. And you have to that that first little time in powerlifting, or even that, or even a little trickier, that first amount of time when you go from being a natural powerlifter to being on gear mm-hmm. and you almost get those newbie gains back and you yeah. put, you know, 30, 40 pounds on every lift. Mm-hmm. And you're like I said, you almost it almost feels like those newbie gains again. Fuck, I can I can put on twenty more pounds and do this. Mm-hmm. That's a mind fuck and you're not gonna be able to do that like you think you are. Yeah. Like hundred percent. That's like almost like a mental reset. Like when you go from being a natural mm-hmm. lifter to to being enhanced. Mm-hmm. Like that gear's only gonna take you so far. It helps recovery, it helps everything else. Um, it hurts it hurts your brain though. It hurts yeah. stupidity. It definitely is gonna encourage some stupid shit <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. And you will absolutely get hurt doing that. Yeah. So I, you know, one of the biggest things I can tell a beginner in goal setting is is be happy with a five or ten ten pound PR. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a hundred pound PR every time you go into the fucking gym. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. have to be twenty.
0: Yeah. I and mean just just uh going back a little bit, but we were talking about um like I failed four oh five a couple times. So I was gonna veer off to my other subtopic if you're good with Yeah, it. I'm good with it. So I failed four oh five several times. The 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 goal the thing is like don't be afraid to reevaluate your timeline, like just because you didn't hit it like let's say like I I my my goal my timeline I was gonna hit four oh five at the meet I didn't, so we we scale back we go okay well I didn't hit it so now my timeline changes right, right? I'm I didn't get as strong as I needed to to hit four oh five so now even though things are shifting backwards you know and and they may or may not realist like in real life they may or may not have actually moved like you may have actually not been strong enough or you may have been you had a bad day when i got that 405 my handout was bad like there are several things that could have caused me to miss it maybe your coach fucked up your (laughs) feet i don't know about that but (laughs) i don't i don't think it was i don't think it was that but um Unless you're talking about something else,
1: not directed at me. I'm I'm thinking it is. No, not not directed at you. In general, I mean, I have programmed some irresponsible peaks. Mm -hmm. Every coach that says, any coach that says they haven't is full of shit because that's how you learn. Right. Right. But I have seen some pretty goddamn irresponsible peaks before.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: People fucking, you know... Not even a program one rep max, but like finding a new one rep max means, you know, go to you can't basically, yeah. you know, less than 10 days out. You know what I mean? like you know rough. You know, that, that kind of shit and expecting people's CNS to be improved by the time meat day rolls around. is like, so there's a lot of things that go in. Right. You know, but regardless of the reason of the shift, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be afraid to shift your time. Yeah. And, and it should re- make you reassess everything because mm-hmm. it helps.
0: Yeah. Because like you think, you think about going in. If your ultimate goal, it, let, I'm going back to the same example. Your ultimate goal is an 800 pound squat. Just because your timeline shifts doesn't mean you're not going to get that ultimate goal of an 800 pound squat. No. Like it, it may have been pushed back. It may not have. You may have. You may fail, and things shift back. But you learned something. You Absolutely. learned a weakness. You learned a, a strength. You learned something that you can take and improve upon and make things so much better maybe it was just a big enough kick in the ass that you decided to get some help like with me <laughs> like, right. like getting it wasn't really a strength thing but getting my lower back so fucked up by squatting that I reached out to get help maybe that's all it takes maybe yeah. maybe that instead of like pulling you away from your goal actually gets you closer to it because you're going to fix things that were a problem. Maybe if I had kept squatting like I did, maybe I was going to hurt myself. Yeah, Never absolutely. achieve that goal of an eight hundred pound squat. And a good yeah. a
1: good way to look at that is uh, learning to learning to check your pride and your ego is uh, is absolutely a goal you need to learn in the sport. Yeah, probably in any sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely something that you need to le- you need to learn because, um, listen, man. I mean, talk about bad peaks. How many lifters have you seen? With really, 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 like, that are really, really, really promising that just refuse to get a coach to the point that they're just like, we're going balls to the wall as hard as we can up until meet day. And then they go out and shit the fucking bed. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you know, and you know in your heart, because you've worked out with them before, that they probably were one of the strongest people out there, but. But they, they fucked the up. Nothing, nothing, nothing to show for it, because they're unwilling to say, oh, I, I need help. Right.
0: Like, I don't know enough.
1: Don't know enough, or man, you can know everything in the world, and an outside perspective will still change fucking everything. Yeah, like, um, listen, like you know, in terms of knowledge and ability, I'm as as well equipped as anybody to write my own program, peek myself, take myself through an entire prep. But I'm smart enough to know that sometimes mm-hmm. you can't see the forest for the trees, mm-hmm. and that you need an outside perspective to. Fuck, Joe is a fucking. The one of the greatest power lifters on the planet, and has a coach. That's the only does does Joe know <clears throat> more or less than his coach? It probably depends on the perspective, but I'd be willing to bet that if anybody knew as much as his coach did, it would probably be Joe. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's the it's the out, outside perspective and somebody willing to check you and being like,
0: right? Cause you you, know, you, you, you can know look like, at your lifts. And you can e- you can do one of two things: you can be incredibly hard on yourself, or you can justify things.
1: Yeah, and listen, justifying things or being overly cr- critical because I've been both those mm-hmm. things. Both of them is just as cri- crippling as the next. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, you can absolutely be stuck in a. I have to get this. I have to get this technique corrected. I have to do this. I have to get this corrected to the point that you never put heavy weight back on their back again, and you just become weak. Yeah, cuz you, you can lose o- that stimulus. Yeah, you lose, you lose a stimulus and then you can also um overstimulate to the point you just run yourself into the dirt and end up hurt.
0: Yeah. Or just weak on meat <clears throat> day. Or weak on meat like, day. Like nope. best case scenario like <clears throat> you just show up. You're not you're not well peaked. You feel like shit Peep going in there. Soon. You go you start warming up, you're like, "Oh shit." This isn't good. You bomb out your squats, and you're like, "Well, I'm leaving." Like, uh, like uh, fuck. Like I can't do this.
1: Yeah. Well, that's not. You know? That's not. A, that's not anything. You know, that's nothing to be proud of for no. sure. Um, I mean, this goal setting thing, man. I mean, it's it's. Uh, you definitely talk about it more than, uh, longer and and more often than what we're gonna than what we can talk about it, mm-hmm. but uh, and in greater detail than what Tom <laughs> right? But I mean you know there's a lot of things that go into this i mean I, th- I really do think as a beginner your main goal should be consistency and can can you run i go back to what i originally said can you run a program not designed by yourself to completion mm-hmm. can you see it it's, can you see it through beginning to end yeah. that should be goal number one i okay. really do believe i really do believe that for sure <clears throat> um
0: i just got a couple more sure. sub points um and pretty much and we kind of talked about this like sort of but like having a plan for obstacles that get in your way so whether that be reverting the timeline because you failed something or you get hurt minor injury uh or major injury like some some sort of obstacle you need to have a plan for it so let's say you go in and you are squatting and you you know you're hitting a good amount of reps or whatever and you, f- you feel pretty good and you go on your next set and something gets really fucked up don't know what happens something gets really fucked up well that's an obstacle you need to plan for so in my instance with my poor hydration I ha- now have a plan in set so if I start to notice oh man things aren't going well did I drink enough water is my hydration bad I'm going to now have these right. these hydration packs in my bag and I can just be like okay even though I realize, you know, Joe has me on set rest times, so I may have to step away for a little longer. I know he's going to want me to do that because he's not going to want me to get hurt and risk the platform for some stupid double yeah. at 405 because I was just being dumb and not
1: rest paying attention. Body, yeah.
0: yeah, so having that plan, so I now know, okay, I've got this hydration pack. I can step away from the bar. Drink this hydration pack. Sit for fifteen minutes. Kind of let my body absorb it. Go back under it. See how it feels. Make sure everything's good. If it's not, you know, walk away. You know.
1: Uh, so I have my answer. This is a good point, a good subtopic to the subtopic, because when you talk about preparation, nutrition, and hydration are incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to do I'm trying to do this in the in the mind frame of a beginner and setting goals. Mm-hmm. But I have my answer for this, I think. But how much now that you know what you know, and you've gone as far as you have, and you've been incredibly dedicated to the diet, uh, and even before you knew how to diet correctly for what you were doing, you were still pretty dedicated to a diet. How much weight would you put on nailing down your nutrition as being a goal on the front end for a beginner?
0: Uh, it should be basically the goal. You, like I, you, it I would, should be. It should be it shouldn't even be second to the training because if you're like us you enjoy the training.
1: Right. The training you don't enjoy easy. the
0: dieting. Right. So if, if you can nail your diet and hydration, you're going to go really far.
1: Yeah, like, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, and that's that's exactly my answer. The more well practiced you are at that, uh, the better and there's a mental game too. If you mm-hmm. can if you can beat the the food part of the mental aspect of this, um whether you're having to cut down to a weight, to a healthy weight, or pick up weight so you can be stronger, whatever the situation may be, if you can get that part down, the rest of this is mentally pretty easy.
0: Yeah, from a mental I, I, aspect.
1: Honestly, eating eating good and eating healthy on a consistent basis is much scarier to me now than getting under a one-rep max back squat. Yeah, absolutely. I know that one-rep max, come hell or high water, whether, whether I lock it out or not, it's it's over and done with in ten seconds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but the that, mental aspect of having to eat things that you just don't want to fucking eat, uh, if you're a big person like me, or if you're a hard gainer like Nathan was, and having to force feed and eat when you when it's uncomfortable to. to eat, you was not hungry, um, and still having to do that in a in, in a way that it's still healthy and mm-hmm. like applicable to, for you, and it's not gonna kill you long term, uh, is incredibly fucking difficult. Yeah. That short-term goal may be, like I said, it may be the ultimate one, even yeah. above the training and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, w-
0: I would say so and only for the fact that if you can go in with a shitty diet and feel shitty and you can still go in and lift weights. And you can right? still get stronger. Yeah. to a- But but how much more can you gain from your workout with good nutrition and hydration? A ton. Tons. Like you, you risk injury going in there poorly hydrated. That, that's one thing me and Joe were talking about the most common uh, strains and muscle tears come from poor hydration. Like that's, that's just it. So that's the importance of it. Like if you're, even if, and you think about it, 405 might be heavy to some people, but for me, that's- That's I've, an easy squat or deadlift. I've, I've, I'm talking about squat, just yeah. because referring back to what I did, like it was 405 for two sets of three. That was my squat uh, program for Monday. And I still got hurt, like, hurt on it. My lower back was messed up. And I mean like it hurt to sit down and stand up hurt. Yeah.
1: That's, that, and that's something that I can do for like 8 to 10 reps. And, and, and you were like, taken out by something that, something that a couple of bottles of water would have, would have fixed. Yeah. Like
0: if I, had just, if I had just like drank water the night before and the day of and just paid attention to it, like I would have had such a better training session sure like it wouldn't have pained me. I wouldn't have been like I wouldn't have missed a day at the gym because I missed a day at the gym because of that. I just skip my my second day and push it. well I didn't skip it but I pushed it off which messed up my schedule. Yeah. So like you know it 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 it, it just it it's just super important and very yeah. very heavily needs to be paid attention to. And I personally After after that situation, I told Joe that I'm committing to a hydro jug because I have one and I've used it before, and I'm just like I'm hanging on to it and I'm using it, you know, to make sure that I get my hydration. Absolutely.
1: I mean, God, I mean, there's so much to be said about nutrition, man, Mm -hmm. and I've not been the best one to follow. We've talked about that till we're blue in the face, but um, it does seem seems to me though that the the people I've had. Most dedicated to their diet have been the ones that have been most most successful on the yeah. platform. Um, you were probably the the glaring example of that, um, but other people that have been super super, we're talking about more modest totals, but not not really for their age. But think about uh, and maybe some of this just comes with age too, and just some wisdom in it. But you think about like Tammy and Dave Hayes. Yeah, um, Dave has been really really consistent at kicking ass, even though his you know his total sure his totals modest. But at his age it's not it's yeah. very very strong. Um, but that's somebody that pays attention to his diet all the way through, um, largely uh, is you know pretty hydrated, um, handles his own water cuts and stuff the mm-hmm. week of week of uh, the week away in and has been successful at it because I can trust him with it, but as somebody that's paid attention to nutrition. Tammy is somebody else that she's never really you know she's had good and better meat days, but she's never had a bad meat day because she's always, been pretty well dedicated mm-hmm. to that um i've never had a problem getting you to eat enough food yeah like if you're if you come in weak I, you know it's got to be because of sleep or something or else being you know sick. or being like, sick or something like that but like fixed. i don't have to worry whether or not you ate breakfast lunch and dinner like no. i know and a, i know and that you twi- did that twice more. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, twice, and more. twice more you know <laughs> uh you know i know that you've done that but like and then uh you know some of my girls uh you know, I think that I think that Casey and Heather Calvert probably coming to um come to mind first, but like and Heather's not now, but both of them are heavier weight ladies, so you know, we're not dealing with cuts and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but uh but you know, they typically perform a little better than the rest of my girls because I don't have to worry about whether or not they've drank water or eaten good. Right. Like they've typically done. What's required of them? Right.
0: They they hit their masters, right? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Like you're not worried about them like under eating their protein or carbs. Like, yeah, we're you
1: know? not you know, I know that they're gonna come in, you know, well fed and well rested and well hydrated, right? Um
0: and not from a powerlifting aspect, but you think about how well Elizabeth did her whole prep for that, her show. That, none of that happens if she's not dedicated to Yeah, like from a bodybuilding show, yeah. like if you're not dieting, you're not bodybuilding. Like that's that's it
1: yeah period. you can
0: you can you can put muscle mass on I'm not even all sure day. I
1: believe in a dirty bulk in a bodybuilding phase anymore like honest to God I think one thing that separates good ones from better ones is uh their willingness to clean bulk as well as that they as well as they clean cut and everything right. else I mean just uh,
0: having good nutrition like that's yeah absolutely it is like when you think about bulking it's just a surplus of food now sometimes eating a surplus of food. Is is more difficult, and, and it could eats,
1: mean more calorie dense things. But we're not talking about swapping chicken breast for fried chicken. We're talking about swapping chicken breast for chicken thighs,
0: right? Or <laughs> sirloin know, for ribeye, or, or you no. know, any anything that's just going to a white egg for a whole egg, yeah. You know what I mean, like, and that's that's ideally the best way to bulk is still with whole foods. You're still eating shit tons of rice, you know. <laughs> yeah. You're still eating shit tons meat, of meat,
1: you know. F- fat still in check for the most part, yeah. Like, you know, I mean.
0: There's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with bulking on a, a low carb diet either. It's I don't know how successful you'll be. It'll still be a like surplus, but your, yeah, I mean your, the surplus your muscle, is a surplus.
1: But I mean your muscles won't feel as full without. The I know carbs. that um, some people I follow that have done that that are exclusively carnivores. Mostly, the people that are exclusively carnivores that are any degree of successful with it are a little bit more realistic realistic about it, mm. um, and do eat more to accommodate. The lack of macro profile I guess yeah. if that makes sense so they're already eating more calories than most yeah um, but those people you know largely people do make that decision because of gut health and they just feel better in general it's mm-hmm. not because it translates to athletic performance yeah um,
0: someone that comes the to people mind, that I've, go ahead. someone that comes to me at mine and he's not a power lifter or a bodybuilder but he's just going for health reasons Albert yeah he I've just talked to him recently and that's why he's on my mind. Uh he he went back, he's doing carnivore now. Like he's he's fo- well, I think he said he's doing carnivore, but he may have started he may have just done regular keto, but it's because he feels better when he eats in a, a ketogenic diet. You know? Yeah,
1: there's there's something to be said for that, right? Yeah. But like the smarter ones that have done that, they bulk with they typically bulk with um to get carbohydrates in, they typically bulk with dairy and honey. Right if you look at it from that perspective, all of a sudden their macronutrient profile doesn't look so fucking bizarre.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like plenty of those carbs are fast carbs, just like white rice is they're yeah. easily digested. They're easy. As long as you're not lactose intolerant. Yeah. They're on, on a healthy gut. They're easy on people's stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you know, it makes sense, but regardless of what fucking vegans, like, mm-hmm. um, guy, I know, uh, close to us now is a vegan. I don't train him yet. I hope I get to eventually. Um, but like even him, like he understands that he's missing X amount of things, and he's going to have to eat
0: tons of beans and rice. Tons of, you know, <laughs> well,
1: yeah, tons of you know, tons of things like that. And even even for us, like it's okay even on a clean bulk to, to opt for more calorie dense foods. Mm-hmm. Like maybe instead of white rice, you're doing a little bit of pasta here and there. Yeah, that's fine. Probably still need to keep your fats a little bit on the lower side. Mm-hmm. And we know that you know Dr. Lane talks about this all the time. And it's kind of the problem with keto or carnivore to an extent, but fat is fat being adipose tissue is more likely to store as adipose tissue than yeah. carbohydrate is. <clears throat> That's not to say you can't lose weight mm-hmm. on carnivore keto. We know you can. Right? Yeah. That's not talking shit. It's just that there's a more direct translation to doing that. So if you're on a bulk, it stands to reason a lower fat number and a higher carbohydrate number is probably going to put less fat on you than a higher fat, yeah. fat content would. I mean regardless of how you're doing it or what you're doing it but like a you know some degree of importance and and weight on your nutrition really needs to be an upfront short-term goal to get nailed down as a new lifter because like it's going to make your life easier if you establish that good habit early and often yeah and
0: just just a mm. touch more on it as far as the goal setting of it your goal may not be to stick to a strict diet day one it may be my goal is to cut out soda, right? Or to replace soda. it for zero-calorie soda, you know, something that's going
1: to— we'll Replace it with water, whatever, right. some small thing like that. Right. Yeah. For some
0: people, it's not small. But, yeah. you know, like some one change, small step, small goal. All right, you've cut all that out. All right, well, now I'm feeling pretty good. Maybe I can do this diet thing. Let's cut out some junk food. Let's cut out those Reese's or only eat them once a week. Instead of every day Oreos, Oreos, <laughs> Reese's and Oreos are probably the best too. I mean, let's be honest here, man. I, I don't want to go on a tangent, but goddamn, the the Reese's ice cream is so fucking good. Yeah, it's the bra- Reese's it's bra- brand, right? no, 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 it's no, it's Reese's, Reese's brand. brand. Okay,
1: you,
0: you probably not had it then. No, oh, I ate half a carton in one sitting. I don't need.
1: I don't need to try it. I'm not.
0: It made me, I ate it so much, it made me sick. Like, I was, like, <laughs> literally shitting water <laughs> after I ate it.
1: Yeah, so I do have a little bit of lactose intolerance now. It's what seems to be the worst is is ice cream, and I yeah. think it's because of the heavy cream in it. Probably. And I drink almost, even though I do drink a lot of dairy, I drink almost exclusively Fairlife, which is lactose-free mm-hmm. because yeah. of the filtration. So, like, real dairy outside of cheese. Cheese doesn't fuck me up, but real yeah. dairy outside of cheese really fucking hammers my stomach
0: too much cheese still hits me i've i think i've slightly become lactose intolerant it's not like terrible but if i if i eat pizza and ice cream in the same day i'm shitting water (laughs) yeah i'm just being honest
1: yeah i mean that's it it, it tends to be that way uh cheese like i said seems to be the least bad yeah i can real like whole milk um ice cream things like that fuck me up like real bad i don't know why my body likes cheese a little bit better but
0: Maybe something whatever reason. in the process.
1: Well, I, I normally eat white cheese at home, mm-hmm. too. I don't normally eat a lot of dark cheese. Yeah. And uh, white cheeses are typically inherently lower in fat, they so are. that might be it. It uh, could be, yeah. But it is what it is.
0: Well, last one I got, and it's a it's pretty pretty simple one, uh, is just monitoring your progress throughout. You Absolutely. Know, just kind of like, like we've talked about the timeline, so, you know, Keeping essentially monitoring your progress would be keeping an eye on your timeline. Where are you at? Do you need to make adjustments?
1: Yeah, well, you know, not like, even that. I mean, um, even as a power lifter, your physique's gonna see changes. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a good way to a good way to track unilateral movement and the need for it is measurements. Like yeah, measuring left and right bicep, your left and right forearms, um, quads, both legs, both you know, both quads, both calves, um, your chest, um, your stomach, your waist, mm-hmm. and those kind of things, like because um, there's a lot of ways to quantify progress and, and sometimes you're going to have to find ways to, pro, uh, to to find progress that aren't on the bar because yeah. not all the time you're going to st- stall out sometimes you're not always going to see a lot of immediate progress mm-hmm. on the bar so you know if you're if your 10 rep max on bench was 275 this is an example of mine right like my 10 rep max forever on bench press was 275 the other day I hit it for 11 well, keeping up with that number, I know that, regardless of everything else right now, I know that I've gotten better at bench press, yeah, it may be one rep better at a completely arbitrary number, but at least you know that makes me feel like hey i've I have found progress somewhere, yeah. even if it's not on the big end on my one rep max right yeah. now uh the way you look, I mean if you look visibly leaner, visibly stronger, there's a good chance you've put some more muscle on yeah there's a lot of ways to. To, monitor your, to monitor your progress. Progress pictures is a great one. Um bar speed. If 405 is still your max and you've had to hit it, you know, recently, did it move fa- did you take videos of the first time you hit it versus the when you just hit it? Did it move faster? Was your form better? Was your form better? Yeah, absolutely. Did you, did,
0: like,
1: or did you do it under more strenuous circumstances? Did mm-hmm. you do it after uh you know a week of your last day of the week after a, a, a heavy week in your program, or you, know you just mean? had more
0: working sets in front
1: of you. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's like, it. Yeah, absolutely. May, may, like, maybe it was uh, looked the same four hundred five, but that four hundred five was at meet day. And this one was after three sets of three fifteen at ten reps.
1: Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, like, you know, I don't that, know. That's probably know a terrible pro- example. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's <laughs> programming that way, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good point. Like, did that one rep max come after a, a hellacious week? Did you ma- yeah. make a match? Did you move 10 pounds less twice as fast as you did last time you touched 10 pounds more? Yeah. Like, can you double within 10 or 15 pounds of your mm-hmm. one max now? Like those are all signs that you're probably stronger than you were stronger than you were. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can you tolerate another, another good one that you're experiencing now that doesn't get enough weight and powerlifting and you're, you're under, you know, now why this is important you're doing it with joe can i consistently make a make sets look the same with less rest yeah can i move 405 for three on the back squat going every minute on the minute and make it look like it did when i was taking five minutes between sets Mm -hmm. like that's probably an extreme example but like can you do it on half as much rest a quarter of as much rest like i mean there's a lot of ways to quantify this and I'll be honest with you, it's such a mental game. You need to find the way. You need to find ways other than your one rep max to make it make sense. Yeah. Like for me right now, I'm extremely strong for a relatively light body weight for me. Um. Am I moving weight as well or better or even the same as I did when I was 30 pounds heavier? Mm-hmm. There's weight in that. If I'm 270 now and I was 300 on meat day, and I'm moving my bench press the same way I was moving it when I was heavier. Fuck, that's progress. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's That's a good fucking thing. But you're going to have to keep up with, and you should keep up with a lot of metrics to measure your progress because you're going to have to look at things that aren't necessarily a one right back sometimes mm-hmm. to encourage yourself to stay in it. Yeah. it it's, mentally, it's tough sometimes.
0: Yeah, powerlifting definitely <clears throat> does have a way of kicking your ass over and over and over again. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, Weight loss is the same way, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, You haven't lost weight in a couple weeks. That's fine. But are you tracking macros better than you were? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're doing everything and everything's a little tighter, a little bit better, then it could just be a manner of your coach telling you, shave 100 calories off your diet every day. I mean, all those metrics are fair. I mean, you could think about those type of metrics with everything you do. I mean, does dairy make me feel gross? There he makes you feel gross. Maybe <laughs> don't, know, eat don't eat it. That don't, like, don't man, eat it. I mean? Or at least don't eat it before a lift. There's a million. There's a billion ways to 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 uh, to track progress, and you absolutely should keep up with as many as possible because um, those newbie gains go away, mm-hmm. and uh, also goals change. Yeah. Like uh,
0: they may for, shift left or right. Or, for me, I
1: want. I still want to do the summer shred. Um, in between summer shred, I'm thinking about maybe compete in an spf meet at 1 at 259 like yeah. my first meet where i tore my groin was at 259 i would like to just go the distance <laughs> that would be better than the first time i did it but there's like so many ways to quantify what we're doing mm-hmm. and and track progress
0: do you, do you feel more muscle engagement in your movements yeah absolutely that that's a huge one for me this prep
1: do you well yeah just have you gained self awareness in general yeah. right like i feel like the more i'm in the gym the more i'm aware of how I'm moving and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that comes with experience, though. Yeah. Um, but even as a newbie, ask yourself, like, do you feel a lot? You know, lat tightness in a bench press is probably a really a really fleeting thing for a new person. Yeah. You know what I mean? They probably aren't aware with it. But uh, do you all of a sudden feel what your back is doing in a movement that's not back dominant? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, do you feel what your hamstrings are doing when you're squatting? Like, mm-hmm. where are your butts going? Like... Do you feel your back angle? You know yeah. what I mean? Those kind of things. Like, um, tightness in your upper back on the squat. There's so many ways to – we could go on and on and on yeah. about, like, all these little micro examples of tracking progress, but, I mean
0: – Ultimately, just just keeping up with it will keep you motivated to continue on to your goal. And that's I think that's the, the essential part of the entire subtopic is just – it keeps you motivated to your goal. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because you see the progress, you're like – I have moved forward for sure the the flagpole has moved this way so whether it's a little this way in a way that you didn't really know yeah like maybe it's something a little weird but it still moved forward it may have gone off at an angle a little bit but still move forward so like at the end of the day it's just it's just gonna keep you your mind on track for sure track those goals
1: dad jokes I think we're on dad jokes I have saved so many dad jokes. Yeah, I'm glad you have because I don't know that I have one <laughs> today to be honest. Uh I'll give you one. Just
0: look up dad says jokes and do the first one because that's one I saved. Dad
1: says jokes and do the first one.
0: I was on the toilet and I read it and I was like that's fucking
1: so much good information for the show comes about more we than the crapper. I just want y'all to know that <laughs> a lot of our content comes from this. I never wanted to believe that my dad was stealing from his job as a road worker, but when I got home, all the signs were there. <laughs> have you ever stolen a road sign before? Stolen stop sign? yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Mailboxes, stop signs. Uh, oh shit! I've done. I mean, listen. Um, I have a track record of being a good kid when I mm. was in high school, but I was only a good kid because I didn't get caught being a bad kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did plenty of shit that I should have went to jail for. <laughs> That's fair.
0: <laughs> I, I was always a good kid, so I can't say anything. I didn't. I didn't do shit. Um, my wife was livid when I told her I used all of our savings to buy stock and bows. The, uh, I told her to relax cause it's a sound investment. <laughs> <laughs> that one,
1: that's solid. <laughs> what do you call,
0: <laughs> what do you call a group of fat babies? I
1: don't know.
0: Heavy infantry. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. I, I like that one. Uh, for his birthday, I got my son an alarm clock that swears at him instead of beeping. He's in for a rude awakening. <laughs> I got one more, and this, one, this one's a little smart, okay? This one's just a little smart. I asked a librarian if she had a book about Pavlov's dog and Schrodinger's cat. She said it rang a bell, but she wasn't sure if it was there or not.
1: <laughs> 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 that was pretty good
0: I, I liked it it was a little smart but
1: it's, I mean I, I'm okay with things on the smart side it's completely okay I like this I approve
0: I want to say this one but I'd get in trouble so we're not gonna say
1: it <laughs> yeah don't be getting in trouble
0: <sighs> okay this is the last one because it's dumb we, got, we did a smart one we gotta end it with a dumb one So, there was an officer at the door saying he was looking for a man with one eye. So I told him he'd probably find him quicker if he used both. (laughs) All right, that's the show. That's the whole show. That's the show. All right, rate us five stars on Spotify if you made it this far. Thank you. Uh, We appreciate you giving the full listen or watch if you're on YouTube. One day we're gonna get video on Spotify. Maybe if they pay us. They they spawn they get they 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 do those contracts right where they like oh, if you give us exclusivity for your video we give you x amount of dollars. We're,
1: do you think we're going to have to have more than ten listeners to achieve that?
0: I think we'll probably need closer to like ten thousand. <laughs> hey
1: man, only nine thousand nine hundred and ninety left. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Small goals. Small goals. (laughs) Next week, week we hope to have 11 listeners. Hey, man. And maybe sometime by the time (laughs) 24-11 (laughs) will. By the time
0: we retire, we will have a successful podcast. (laughs) We'll be okay. (laughs) All right. You got any closing shit?
1: (laughs) Um, No, I mean, I think we covered it all. Uh, Set small goals. Be realistic. Pay attention to nutrition. Monitor your progress. Fucking so follow a plan. Follow a plan, dude. It's not follow a plan. It, it doesn't is hard. matter how it is hard. <laughs> doesn't matter how remedial it is or probably don't need something super advanced or what it is, but the best plan is the plan you can stick to. Mm-hmm. A goal seriously should be can you finish a plan, whether it's six weeks, twelve weeks, however long it is, can you go can you run one plan A to B? Can As you, a beginner, that could be the best thing you ever do for yourself. Can you run a full week of a plan?
0: yeah i mean that's a small goal too i mean like it it may be it may be just can you step in the gym i mean like can you can you get in the gym and ask for help that that's another another good one we didn't
1: mention but can you can you set aside life and how you feel that day to get in there and do it anyway because we have to do a lot of that Mm -hmm. Um, i don't particularly view myself as a selfish person but i do have to set a lot of friends and family aside to go get a lift in yeah that's and ultimately I think that that pays by being healthier for my family and then also um, by the, the because the friends I've created in the gym are better than the ones I've created after, out yeah um, because I really do believe you find ha- higher character people inside a gym than you do out yeah but uh, but there is like some sacrifice involved in doing this so
0: so I have a I have a little small tangent to go on because you said something that sparked something in my brain so we're talking about being selfish because we're taking time and you know you, you you said you know you're you're not because you're you're by taking the time to do this you're becoming healthier and
1: you're giving time on the big end
0: right yeah. so one thing that has really like i don't even know how it came up i think i saw a meme or a a video or something on instagram tiktok some some social media anyway they were talking about how like, I think it was, it was like a meme or something. Cause it's like, you're, when your girlfriend says it's me or the gym. So something that really gets me, and this is, this is a little more serious than the meme. Like they call you selfish because you're going to the gym and not spending time with them. That's the whole thing, right? It's it's the, the time away from them. But when, when they're doing that, all they're doing is being selfish by taking away your time for them. So, They're not worried about the the uh, the the health benefits that you're getting, the mental benefits that you're getting, the the decompression you're getting from going to the gym, which sounds crazy. But for some of us, it's how we relieve stress. It is. So all they're doing is they're saying my needs are more important than your needs. I agree. And it just bothers me, and I had I had to say that yeah, somewhere a, that's because a,
1: that's a good thing. I and you know,
0: there, there's a lot of times like like with Desi and you with Sandy, they understand, they're in it, so it's really easy. Yeah. But for those people that are in re- relationship with someone who's not in it, you have to you have to remember that like that if if they're not willing to be open to what you need. Because when you're in the sport, when you're in, like, bodybuilding, powerlifting, it takes a ton, especially in prep. Yeah. Like, it takes a ton mentally, physically, sometimes emotionally. Like, it, it just takes a lot away from you. So if someone is not willing to give that to you and they're, they they want to be selfish and say, you can't do this anymore if you want to be with me, they're not worth it. That's just the longer short with you.
1: of it. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Yeah. 100%. No better way to put that, I think. Yeah. No.
0: Anyway, had to get it out there on some this sort time. of platform. Yeah, good. That's good. I like Maybe it. that'll be our first little sip. I've been thinking about those a lot. Little sips. Little sips. Little sip. Little sips. Put it on TikTok. Do little reels. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if I, if I have the motivation to do it. That's yeah. the key. But Anyway. Thank you guys for listening. Small goals. Small Small goals.
1: Small goals. (laughs) And we've ruined the whole podcast by turning it into a joke.
0: (laughs) No. This podcast has always
1: been a joke. I mean, we're literally a fitness
0: fitness podcast, and we drink alcohol throughout.
1: This whole thing's a joke. It is what it is. We do the best we can. We do the best we can. (laughs) Bye.